Today on Marketing O'Clock, we talked about Facebook watch parties rolling out to all. Getting more local with Facebook news and happenings. Yet another platform given the stories <laughs> treatment. And Greg talked about the most important video playlist on YouTube. And Jess got all bummed out about our new segment, WTH. All on this week's show. Marketing O'Clock is your weekly dose of digital marketing news. We record live every Friday from the Cypress North Studios located in beautiful Buffalo, New York. Join us each week for insights, updates, rants, and much more as we cover the full gamut of digital marketing for you. Hey there, I'm Greg Finn. And I'm Jess Budd. And it is officially Marketing O'Clock here on November 30th, 2018. Remember, you can catch us live without a net Friday mornings on YouTube or you can consume us via your favorite podcasting player. Yes, and do follow along with us in our show notes. Just head over to marketingclock.com for all the links from today's articles. All right. First up in news this week, Facebook is expanding its group watching feature called Watch Party <laughs> to every page and profile. And Watch Party, in case you didn't know or in case you don't participate in those parties, <laughs> it's a feature that allows users to simultaneously watch videos together online. And this was previously in a limited beta, and it is now, and it previously was in groups as well, and it's now rolled out to all profiles and all pages. So you can now watch everything <laughs> together with everybody. And it also is getting three new features those features include threaded comments now, so it's not just one big vomiting of comments <laughs> in a row. And there's also live commenting, which gives hosts the ability to go live and comment aloud as a video plays. And you can also schedule your watch parties now. So you can let people know that this super awesome watch party <laughs> is coming up soon. I feel like that's something that probably should have existed the entire time, the scheduling. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's nice to get an invite to a party. <laughs> yeah. Especially one of these, <laughs> these no vomit parties. Uh, now I just, I like the idea that anyone can do it. I feel like that's a good thing. I'm not hating on that at all, but I just like, I could just feel the sadness of one person being like, Oh, I'm going to start a watch party. And you know, if you couldn't schedule it ahead of time, be like, oh, where yeah, is everybody? Like, it's like a pop-up. Yeah. <laughs> it's just pop-up parties. Yeah. For people. And with, with, just watch party in general. I, I really like the thought of this mm -hmm. where you can have something and in, in kind of because, you know, you get that dual screen sometimes where you're like, what is going on here? And then you're looking at Twitter for commentary. And if you got a bunch of like minded people, it makes total sense Absolutely. to do this. And it makes sense to give it to everybody as well. You know, I, so so I really like this move. Even for, you know, brands everywhere, mm -hmm. this makes a ton of sense to say, hey, we've got our new commercial. Let's have a watch party. Um, anything. I mean, it could be tutorials and you have a watch party on uh, getting an influencer to, to cook a recipe or something like that. So I think this is, is really cool. It's nice that it's out to everybody and hopefully more people using it, there'll be more adoption as well. Yeah. And I really like that you don't have to have a group anymore that a page can do it. Yeah. Love that. <clears throat> More from Facebook. They are connecting people to local news and their communities. Facebook has a new Today In, is what it's called. It's Ooh. a new section in the app. <laughs> <laughs> it's very, I mean, it makes sense, right? I feel like it's aptly named. It. It's basically an aggregation of local news and community information all in one place. Again, it's in its own section of the app. I don't have this yet, which is kind of a bummer because according to the map, we should. Because Buffalo is one of the 400 cities in the U.S. that 
uh, this is available in, so maybe it just doesn't think I live close enough. You, you don't have the app, right? We talked <laughs> about that last week, <laughs> so you don't know <laughs> whether or not you have it. Um, they're also, for our international listeners, they're testing this in Australia too. So, hey guys, um, check it out. But the government and first responder pages have an interesting opportunity with this too. They can add uh, alerts. So anything time sensitive or need to know information, the example they gave was during a hurricane, um, you know, the government could put out information on where to go, what to do, things like that. So it's good for, for emergencies, but also just if you want to pay attention to what's going on in your community, Facebook's giving you a place to do that. Yeah. And, and. The interesting thing I, I thought with the what do we call it today in section, mm-hmm. <laughs> the interesting thing in today in <laughs> is the fact that not only are news items pulled in, but also page posts mm-hmm. as well. So it's not something where you just want to auto post every link out there, but the post itself and the content within that post is going to matter. And also events coming in, you know, groups, group content from groups around Buffalo or whatever city you're in. Mm-hmm. I mean, even school announcements, which is just weird. Yeah, well, I feel like that's, you know, some people might need that. Like, oh, like lunch today opt-in. is tacos. Me, yeah, <laughs> opt into the taco taco. I don't, I don't want that defaulted. <laughs> and I think they did say uh, this might have just been for those alerts, but th- I think there was a limit on how many things that you could post in a month to this. Okay. But I think it was just the alerts. It was something like 30. So I double check that, guys, if you're. Uh, reading on this. The other thing that I thought was interesting was they called uh, sections of the country news deserts. <laughs> so places where there's not a lot of local news, they said that you can still get your hyper local news and it will also then pull in stuff from the bigger metropolitan areas around it. So if you're not on the map that is in the article, um, you can still get some local news. Cool stuff. Awesome. All right. Next up, Google really launches <laughs> zero results for time conversion and math. Really? And this comes from Barry Schwartz over at SE Roundtable. And before, this was back in March, where Google had experimented with testing out just answers in search results. Mm-hmm. And there was a whole bunch of hubbub, hullabaloo, <laughs> and conversation about <laughs> the fact that when there were no results or, or no pages showing up, for some searches, there were actually ads that showed up, and mm. this kind of got pulled down pretty quick, and it's back. And it is back to show that there will just be answers, and it will only be on mobile. And no ads, right? Because I tried no it, ads. I did not see an ad. Correct. You're correct. They said that that is fixed. There will no, no longer be ads showing up as well. And the queries should be specific to time, calculations, and conversions. So that will be when you may not see any actual results other than the answer. But there are also times when that is not the case. So Google will try try to look at the intent that you have. So let's say you're looking for time in, and this is an example they use, time in in India. You may see that translated. But if you do time in New York, Google might think that that could be closely related to New York Times or Mm, time New York. So there still is going to be some configuration and just thought behind that so it's not an absolute but look for less results in your search (laughs) results coming soon on mobile only i'm kind of okay with that i feel like there's times when i just want to know how many 
cups are how many ounces are in a cup i think is is what i googled earlier and i got the answer i was like yeah. cool i don't need to go to a page for that i guess yeah I, the last and thing i want when, <laughs> when looking to do math is for an explainer on how to actually figure out calculus on my own um so with that, I, I wanted to test this. So I typed, I started to type in one plus and I was going to just do one plus one and get the calculator and just make sure that this worked. But wait, wait, this, breaking news. Yeah. It's two. Well, so that's what you would think. <laughs> but one of these suggested searches, which I then clicked on is one plus one equals three. And people are typing that into Google and there's all this content about it and there's like videos and everything. So it's I, probably a song. Don't you think? I, like I could see that being like a Will Smith song. <laughs> You know, like one plus one, three. you and me equals three or something. I could see that being is that a song. Like a, I, I don't know. My guess, guess is it's a song. But it wasn't. It was like presentations, <laughs> like people with whiteboards oh, and like doing. Okay. I mean, I, I hope this it's also like a song because it sounds romantic. Is this yeah. like flat earth? Yeah. Really? But it, it's, it, it blew my mm-hmm. mind. There's a lot of content. So if anyone's bored, uh, something to check out, I guess. I'm really looking forward to the <laughs> logic behind this. I, I'm, I'm going to go do a later. deep dive after this. <laughs> Perfect. Report back next week. All right. Next All right. up this week, we've got my favorite thing coming to YouTube stories. Mm. And this is from the YouTube creators blog. And the title is called Introducing More Ways to Share Your Stories on YouTube. And like many others, YouTube is now adding. <laughs> stories to their system. And you're a big fan of stories. We all know. I am not a big fan (laughs) of stories at all. (laughs) And (laughs) I think that this is currently for 10,000 subscribers. Mm -hmm. You have to have that many for this to actually be activated for you. And it'll be interesting to see if this takes off. Yes, it will. I... The thing I liked about it, because we have to find a positive in this, is that people can comment on the stories, right? That makes sense. But then the content creator can go back and post like a video response to the comments or an image or things like that. So I feel like it, it could be a really good way to engage with your followers if you wanted to, to use it for that. Um, but it just, I mean, it would be nice if you could just do that anyway. It doesn't have to be in a story. And they also did say that they're going to expire after seven days. So I feel like that's longer than most stories on most platforms. So you have a little bit more time to engage with folks. But Awesome. Yeah. And so now it's first started with Snapchat with the stories, mm-hmm. then went to Instagram as they ripped it off completely. <laughs> then Facebook said, let's try to get uh, the old folks using our Facebook <laughs> platform to use stories. <laughs> and then as we heard last week here on Marketing Clock, now Microsoft, who owns LinkedIn, mm. is doing student voices stories, and now it's come full circle as Google is doing stories. Man. And it's just Google doesn't know how to do social. They just Frankenstein things on. You can follow businesses from maps, put stories on your YouTube What's next? Hashtags? Uh, yes, and we'll talk about that in a minute, <laughs> actually. <laughs> so look for that. If you've got 10,000 <clears throat> followers, you will now have the ability to use YouTube stories. Hooray. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh. And that brings us to this week's lightning round. Pew, pew, pew. Cheers to that. Before the lightning round. Oh. I have another hot tip from our stats and corrections department. Oh, okay. I have a correction to our correction from last week. Okay. Correction of a correction. Go. Two weeks ago, Google had <laughs> launched an image optimization service called Squoosh. 
that <laughs> app. And when announcing this, I mistakenly called it Squish. Oh, shoot. I don't. Squoosh.it, right? Squoosh. That's what you said. is what I said. That was the mistake, yeah. It's really squoosh.it. <laughs> so last week, I tried to correct myself, and I said smoosh <laughs> instead of squoosh. So I'm correcting my smoosh, and it is squoosh.app. <laughs> and this is a lesson in marketing, that you pick real names of things <laughs> and real Top-level domain extensions when choosing something that's important. And real words. And real words, like yeah. Like squoosh. I know. Like, like, so anyway, yeah. sincere apologies to the people <laughs> I've been leading around for the past two weeks. It is, I don't even know what it is anymore. I, I said so many squoosh, things. Squoosh, squoosh dot app. Dot app yeah. to optimize your images. Poor people have been out there searching yeah. for smoosh.it and everything else. Uh, I, hope, I hope it's been nothing but savory things you've seen there. So. Oh, goodness. We can pray. All right. Should, should we move on? Yes, please. Okay. We'll talk about it again next week, I'm sure. So first up in the lightning round, Google ad extensions. Nope. Google ads extending call and message reporting to more places. There's something about extensions in here. I messed up my words. So calls from location extensions can now count as conversions, which is good. Why the heck wouldn't you want to be tracking that? And you can go into your extensions tab to see reporting right there on calls and messages that come through from your extensions. Nice. And I, I don't know why I thought of this. It's not related to the story. <laughs> Say it anyway. But, <laughs> did you see the Google call screening that's coming from Assistant? I saw one of the fellows around here trying to use it. And okay. he announced to everyone he was using it, but I didn't see what happened. It's so cool. Is it yeah, actually get, cool? I get a ton of spam calls. I don't know what these people, I don't know who answers these. It's like a boat saying like you won tickets to stuff. and I want that call. I'd answer that. Oh, yeah. Okay. So you're the one. That's doing it. <laughs> no. But there's a cool service where Google Assistant is going to screen calls for you. You have to say your name and then you can see it come through. So you don't even have to answer mm. these fraudulent calls, which is going to be a lifesaver. For me, at least. That's pretty cool. But that had nothing to do with what you talked about. It's just something cool. It's cool. <laughs> we, we can talk about cool things. It's All right. Next up this week, Bing is teaming up with Intent Lab to add deeper AI-powered insights to search. And Microsoft has a new strategic partnership with Intent Lab, which is a joint venture between Performex and the Northwestern University of Medill. Medill. <laughs> Medill? Medill? Medill. Um, <laughs> it studies the motivations behind uh, consumer purchasing behaviors. And basically, this is going to help them figure out intent and ads. Maybe. We'll see <laughs> how that goes. But the focus is on the relationship between words and user search queries and those used in ads. If you want to learn more, there's a what I'm sure is going to be a scintillating webcast coming on <laughs> December 6th so you can learn more. Yeah, and heads up, you have to actually register for that webcast if you want to watch it. So I already registered. And, oh, uh, and you had no problem getting in? I had no problem. It's not sold out yet? It's not sold out. <laughs> okay. Tickets are free and it's not sold out. So y'all should go and register. Um, that way it sends you a calendar invite and an email reminder and all that so you don't have to worry about anything. I like to do those sorts of things. Next up. From Black Friday to Cyber Monday, consumers spent more than $4 billion on mobile. That's a pretty big deal. Also, in general, reports are indicating that mobile traffic or more traffic um, on the retail side of things came from mobile than desktop. 
So not only were there a ton of actual sales happening on mobile, but just traffic in general as far as researching purchases happen on mobile. So if you're a retailer and you don't have a good mobile experience on your site, you could be losing money this holiday season and beyond. So something to take note, people are buying on mobile. Pay attention to your mobile experience. I, I like that this is Black Friday t- t- as well. <laughs> like I hope there's less tramplings because people are <laughs> sitting at home yeah. on their mobile devices. And then this just got me thinking in general of how incredibly stupid Black Friday <laughs> and Cyber Monday is in general. Yeah. That we as, as a society wait all year for something <laughs> to go on sale. Like the Google Home Hub, you couldn't sell that for $99 the entire year. What is going we on? We could have. Were there any uh, portal deals on Cyber oh, Monday? I, I was hoping we it. didn't talk about portal. We, we have to talk about portal. We like it. <laughs> You're using the term we very, very loosely. You and there. I. <laughs> and... I, I just I what if there was a store that just had sensible pricing? Like this is our price. And you didn't have Mind blow. But how how is the Google Home Hub fifty dollars off for Black Friday only? Just make it the whole year. But was it even Black Friday only? Because it was probably Cyber Monday, which turns into Cyber Week, which turns into Christmas deals, and then next year they'll just lower the price. Anyway, I, I, I just think the whole thing is as for the birds, as they say. <laughs> I don't think birds <laughs> trample over each other to they buy a Tickle Me Elmo. All right. Next up, Google Search Console updates index warning or index coverage reports for mobile first indexing. And what Google is doing is for the index coverage report that still used the non-mobile first um, in the uh in all of the data. And so the index sense. coverage report now is getting that data from the mobile first indexing initiative. Good. It and, should. That makes yep. sense. And that started on December 26th. So if you see any wonky. November 26th, right? Yeah. What did I say? December. Oh, yeah. You're going ahead. It's, it's not like the post Christmas <laughs> special. It's, it was <laughs> November 26th. Excellent. YouTube gave a heads up to its users. They are removing annotations, ad-supported shows and movies and video credits in 2019. So again, a lot of outdated features are officially going away in 2019. It's early 2019 too. I think it's that they said January. So you have like a month to get ready. But if you're still using any of these features, check the link in the show notes. You can go in and the forum gives you suggestions on phasing these out and what else to use instead. So they're not just telling you they're going away. They're trying to be helpful, give you some other tools to use to take care of your stuff. Yeah. And the biggest thing is the annotations, but yeah. they weren't working on mobile anyway. No. So um, just if you have annotations, you can still go back through and, and try to do that. And Google gave a heads up. I'm giving you a heads up right now <laughs> me yes about what? youtube yeah there is a playlist out there that is just fantastic whenever i'm feeling down <laughs> oh, i always yes. go to this playlist and maybe we'll <laughs> link to it like the way you should if you used to have an old annotation here yeah. and we'll put it up on youtube but it's called important videos <laughs> there's about 350 or so videos <laughs> in there wherever i'm feeling down oh. i just go to important videos <laughs> and i think you know what this is really what's important in life it is and and they are important. They're the best. They're it's very the best. culturally relevant. It is the best thing ever compiled. It's like yes. a, I really would love to know who did that and, and shake their hand. Yeah. The fact that they called it important video. <laughs> I know. It's so it's just, good. Yeah, for anyone that doesn't know, uh, it starts with ye. So oh. if you don't know what that is, look it up. Get yourself ready. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next up, Amazon's own machine learning university is now available to all. And... There is a AWS certification for machine learning, 
And you can kind of pick out of four different paths that you want to choose. You can be a developer, a data scientist, a data platform engineer, or a business decision maker. (laughs) I like these little icons. (laughs) And it's a free learning course that Amazon says that they used internally. And you only have to pay if you take an exam or there's some other supporting material, I believe, that is outside of the core learning. Um, And I just love anything free information. So kudos to Amazon with this. Yeah, that's awesome. Speaking of information and using it improperly, LinkedIn violated data protection by using 18 million email addresses of non-members to buy targeted ads on Facebook. (laughs) You heard it right. They took a list of email addresses that... uh, sounds like they didn't necessarily have the right to use and used it to try and get to buy ads on Facebook to try and get these people to sign up for LinkedIn, which is a little bit crazy. And so, you know, Europe wasn't happy about this. It's absolutely not GDPR compliant. Uh, They don't look very good for doing that, for sure. I guess they've ceased (laughs) since being found out. (laughs) You know what also doesn't look very good is when you're using somebody else's platform to buy ads. Just in general, like... I'm always like, what, what's going on here? You know, when you see something like, hey, it's Facebook portal that's buying <laughs> buying, uh, <laughs> buying ad space on, let's say, you know, YouTube or something like that. Yeah. Like yeah. Maybe your ad, it makes me second guess what your ad platform's really about. Oh, yeah, it's a little bit of an act of desperation. And then you layer it with the fact that you're not being trustworthy in, in your data handling. So that's not good. But really, it just goes to show for our listeners and, and what this means for them. Obviously, you know, even if you're not as big as LinkedIn and your email list isn't that large, just make sure that you're targeting and your um, data is in check and you're not violating policies because people are paying attention. Great. Okay, next up this week is an article from Medium called we are Google employees. Google must drop Dragonfly. In case you don't know, Dragonfly is a truncated, condensed, monitored search engine that's proposed for China. And due to Chinese law, it would have to be um, some surveillance included in this. And many of the Google employee, and this is is a hypothetical product being built by Google. And many of the employees are against it due to the human rights issues that it may cause, the surveillance, and just something to note that there's a lot of rumblings <laughs> before there were some sexual harassment issues a few weeks back. Now there's some disagreements with Dragonfly. Just interesting stuff going over, going on over there at Google. Yeah, a lot of hot topics. I like the name, though, Dragonfly. It sounds nice. sounds a lot nicer than what it actually is. <laughs> so I feel like... <laughs> <laughs> Polishing a turd—is that the <laughs> Am I allowed to say that? I don't, know. I don't know. It depends. Is this going up on Dragonfly or is this on regular YouTube? Ooh, <laughs> just regular YouTube. Okay, you can say that. Okay, good. Uh, YouTube is going to be moving—not moving, I guess I should say—adding um, the its original content to the free version of YouTube. So it's already behind the paywall and they're going to be pulling it out and allow people to watch it for free just as long as ads are showing. So advertisers, I guess, just keep a heads up. This could be premium inventory uh, to buy, but it, it's nice to know that you don't have to subscribe to YouTube Red or anything like that yeah. to get some new original scripted content. It's a big deal. I don't think anybody ever did that. And I th- the fr- it used <laughs> to be called YouTube Red. And then it changed to YouTube Premium. But YouTube Red oh, was the it? worst name know. ever. 
And then it's YouTube <laughs> Premium, and you get these originals, which I don't know what YouTube Premium is going to be anymore. You know, it, apparently ad you, free content. You can get early access to original exclusive content as well. So you can get early access now with YouTube Premium. So all you formerly YouTube Red, now YouTube Premium users, <laughs> at least you get some stuff early. Hey, the I guess. three of you, listen. <laughs> Do you know how much it is? I didn't look up how much it was because I, I have zero interest. I think it's like nine ninety nine a month. Don't quote mm. me on that. You're going to have to bing it yourself to find, <laughs> find it out. <laughs> All right. Next up, YouTube is launching Pods. A cool name, but a maybe a bad product. It, it's actually not that bad. We'll see. They're skippable back-to-back video ads. We talked about this in the past. And the rationale behind these ads is that your content won't need to be broken up as much. So instead of showing one ad, there will be back-to-back ads that can be skippable or have one skippable and then one that is non-skippable. So um, there's just going to be two bumpers, but hopefully it will give you more time to watch in between ads. It's a little reminiscent of TV commercials, I feel like, just blocks and blocks of ads. I, I think it's great for content creators, for sure. It will be interesting to see, though, how it, how it works for advertisers because it's a totally different ballgame. You alluded to this earlier, Greg, but hashtags are coming to <laughs> Google Maps business reviews. Perfect. I've been waiting so long for this to happen and it's finally here. I know you love hashtags in general, especially <sighs> when they can be added to relevant places. So uh, Google is encouraging folks that are uh, writing new reviews as well as going back and editing their old reviews. They want you to add up to five hashtags to help help users understand things about said venue that you're reviewing. So they want you to be descriptive. They don't want you to be like hashtag sup everybody, but they, the example they used was hashtag good for selfies. <laughs> so I don't know. I, I, no, I liked it. I'm only going to use that now. Hashtag sup everybody. <laughs> like hashtag sup everybody. It's your boy Greg. I'm here at McDonald's. I got the hashtag ketchup and my hashtag fries. I got a hashtag lukewarm apple pie. Oh. God. Like, what are people going to do? Like, what are you going to do? <laughs> like, oh, I'm in Memphis. Let me quick check out a hashtag food poisoning. Is that what's going on? Like, well, actually, that yeah. would be helpful. A hashtag That's very Hashtag some rats quick and see what's going on. Like, I was going to stay out of there. Here's what no. the problem is with all this. It's going to make every review worse. Imagine reading reviews when you have to go through that. It's uh. honestly going to be like, yeah, the it, it's going to, you're going to have to read all these hashtags. Like, yeah. who wants this? Yeah. Nobody wants it. Get rid of it. Nobody wants to search this. I, Google wants it, though. They want you to oh, do it. And right. they, they did also ask very nicely that you put your hashtags at the end. So it's not hashtag sub everybody. That's I'm not eating my hashtag, hashtag pie. I understand. But they want it. They're, they're at least trying. <laughs> to create some sort of sense of But you understand that's standard. not what a hashtag should be. There should be I, like I a radio right. box to be like, yeah, I want, this is 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 American food. This yeah. is vegetarian. Mexican. Yeah, something like that. Rats here. You don't be like yeah. you put your own hashtags in. I know. <laughs> It'd be nice if they had like pre-filled ones and that was all that you could use, but then it, again to your point that it would just be something else. Hashtags are free for all. It's a wild west. Hashtags up, everybody. <laughs> All right. Next up this week, Kiora has unveiled their new promoted answers ad unit. We talked about this before. It is now live. It is essentially a boosted version of an answer. So mm-hmm. if you're look, if there's anything out there that you see drive traffic, anything you've done on the ad side of things that has worked really well on Kiora, this may be a good opportunity for you to go say, I'm going to write my own 
answer and it's going to be a phenomenal answer and I want this to be the top answer down the road but I just need a little bit of visibility now you can promote that answer up to the top so this is actually a phenomenal time for marketers to try this out Mm -hmm. so write something amazing don't just try to promote trash that's not going to (laughs) work Um, but write something amazing and you can get more visibility towards it and maybe get, um, get that to be the top answer, which is actually a awesome opportunity for us all. Yeah. I feel like it makes good sense that it's a good opportunity to position yourself as a thought leader in a space, um, with a little bit of help from a couple dollars. So. All right. And that does it for the lightning round. It brings us to this week's newest segment, Ah! WTH. WTH. I love it. What the heck? Well, I know. Or just WTH. I guess I figured everybody knew what that meant and we didn't need to tell them. But. <laughs> we'll do it once. From here on out, it's, it's WTH. WTH. Bing it. And we you talk about something that is just cringy or questionable mm-hmm. within the marketing or advertising space. And this week, the Wall Street Journal had an article called Amazon Put Unwanted <laughs> Sponsored Products in Customers' Baby Registries. <laughs> Such a sensitive... Like, go on. Yes. Go on. And the... <clears throat> Amazon did do that. The Amazon did it. The Amazon did it. (laughs) The example that they used from the screenshot that's showing is very egregious. (laughs) And you can follow it in our show notes and and see that. But along with other products that were actually added to a registry, there's a very, very lightly colored gray sponsored um, option that people see. And there's also a zero out of one purchased. That's wait really? Yes, that is in so the, sketchy. In the screenshot that was shared, so not only are there sponsored products showing up, but they're also saying that nobody bought this yet. Well, of course, nobody bought zero. it because it's not in the registry. Wait, well, it should be zero out of zero, right? How do you, you how should not. Want? Or why don't, while you're at it, why don't you just say twenty? Yeah. It's zero out of twenty. Oh, oh, that actually, Greg, that is genius. Because then people will buy, oh, they're going to spend so much. You should run the Amazon because that's a great idea. But this is just so (laughs) sketchy. This is taking advantage of all the grandmas in the world that are trying to be digital savvy and go on Amazon and do something nice for their wonderful granddaughter that's expecting. Did you see the price, by the way? No. On these ads? Half a million dollars. Up to $3 million for one of these placements in these sketchy baby red i'm angry this is <laughs> this is not nice it's not nice <laughs> that's why i made what or that's why i made wth this week and then the other thing amazon got a lot of flag for this good and, and rightfully so yeah but what about the companies that are like pampers is, is all <laughs> like yeah i'll just pop into these up a half mil mm. and pop into these registries they should take some slack too they should you know what everyone should look at the screenshot and see what these items are and not buy them Unless they're good and you want them, then you should buy them. That's not fair. But this, that's garbage. It's garbage. WTH. WTH. Sorry. All right. And that brings us to this week's must-read marketing article of the week. Um, article so in-depth, so detailed that we can't get through the whole thing in our episode today. And this week's episode comes from Ian Laurie from Portent. And the article is called 48 Things Digital Marketers Should Be Doing But Probably Aren't. Ian is a great guy, and the thing I loved about this article <laughs> is you could tell he's just frustrated. And he even said mm. at the end, and spoiler alert, his 48th tip is just the fact that you need to make your own list, and he just made it when he was frustrated. Mm. But there, this is my kind of list where it's not, there's <laughs> no, sh- this is just steak, no sizzle. And I'm going to give you a few of these items, and then you're going to have to read the rest. But f- 
he's got them broken down by beginner, intermediate, advanced. One thing is, stop asking me if page speed is a ranking factor. It's an everything factor, period. <laughs> and it's like, that's, alert. that's great. It's great. That is great. And then there's like actually really very tangible stuff as well, where one of the recommendations is go into Google search console and read the URLs listed as crawled dash currently not indexed in the coverage report. Identify which pages are important and need to be indexed. Fix them, period. But it's like the no BS stuff mm-hmm. that we need, especially at the end of the year when people are taking their foot off the gas. No, put your foot back on. <laughs> Read Ian's post. Thank you, Ian. It is fantastic. And everybody should check that out. Absolutely. And that does it for today's show. It is officially now not marketing o'clock. <laughs> Remember, you can catch all the content from today's show on marketingclock.com or in the descriptions below. And please make sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Marketing O'Clock. If today's show was of value to you, please subscribe, leave a review, or share with a colleague. If you are looking for more information on today's topics, head over to marketingoclock.com for links to all the articles that we covered. Welcome to Shooting the Heck, a portion of the show where we don't talk about marketing. We just shoot the heck. And on this week, Jess is going to play a new game Uh-oh. we've got. It's called Idioms and <laughs> Phrases. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, we're going we're gonna to rename it live. Idioms. How about that? Idi- Ooh, like yum, idioms. Yeah. Is it good it's or great. is it bad? Okay. Okay. All right. And so... I love idioms and those weird phrases, things like, you know, let's make hay while the sun shines. And my wife has no idea what anything means. You could be like, you know, I'm not going to pull a punch or something like that. She's like, huh? There's no idea what that means. (laughs) (laughs) So um, I'm going to ask you five idioms or phrases and you're going to try to guess what they are. And then I'm going to tell you. Okay. We'll start easy. Okay. Whole nine yards. It means going the whole way. Going, yeah, right? your best like effort. Like completing the, yes. yeah, going and all the way. The origin, during World War II, fighter pilots were equipped with nine yards of ammunition. When they oh. ran out, it meant they had tried their best at fighting off the target with the entirety of their ammunition. Wow. Whole nine yards. Also a Bruce Willis film. Oh, yes. <laughs> you, I, everybody knows how much you love Bruce Willis. I do. If you don't, wait till next week's episode mm. where we are going to have a holiday movie draft. Next Creepy. up. Donkey's years. What? <laughs> <laughs> donkey's years. All right, I don't know, but I'm going to guess. That's the whole thing? Donkey's years? Yes. Okay. Um, it's got to be something like, I haven't seen you in a dog's age. So, like, haven't seen you in a long time. Donkey's years is a long yes, time. Yes, it means yeah? a long time. Yes. And it's to the longevity of donkeys. <laughs> and then some people also think that it was, one point was donkey's ears because they have long ears. Oh, so, that's nice. cute. Okay, now we're going to start getting harder. Okay. Cut the mustard. <laughs> so I've heard that before. And I'm trying to think of the context. I, I feel like it, it means like making the cut. Like this just doesn't cut the mustard. Like this isn't good enough. Correct. You're yes. three for three. All right. And it's basically to succeed. And if you say something like can't cut the mustard, it means you're not able to handle the job. And the thought is that it meant you couldn't cut down the mustard seed. And Are they it, super tough or something? Because mustard I mean, itself is like almost a liquid. You can cut it with something very dull. 
probably. I mean, hashtag mustard is usually <laughs> something. It seems it seems like it'd be tough due to the taste. So I'm just gonna go with that. All right, we'll try it maybe. Okay, we're gonna get a little bit harder here. Okay. Bob's your uncle. What? <laughs> no, he's not. All <laughs> um, uh, right. Okay. I guess on that would be. Oh, Bob's your uncle. Like. <laughs> just like whatever man <laughs> okay incorrect okay you're not three for four it's basically like viola like you're done like so voila you say, or yeah what am i saying voila look at that viola. isn't a viola just, an instrument yeah i just read a french word and like it was an instrument <laughs> viola so, but why is, do you have an origin for that? Uh, I do have an origin, okay. but you, the, the <laughs> example is you say, just add a dash of salt and Bob's your uncle. What? <laughs> so that's what you do. Somebody's salty uncle Bob. Yes. And it was a catchphrase that dated back to 1887 where British prime minister, Robert Cecil, AKA Lord Salisbury <laughs> <laughs> decided to appoint a certain, to appoint a certain Arthur Belfour to a post and his nickname was uncle Bob. And so he basically said, well, Bob's your uncle. And then somehow that took off, which is ridiculous to that say that makes no Bob's your sense. uncle. I also, I feel like I don't ever think of anyone in the 1800s as having the name Bob. Like everyone back then was called Robert and we're very fancy. And that's, that blows my mind. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you. I don't, I don't, I don't know. All right. Next up. And last, finally, Brass Monkeys. Oh, that funky monkey? It's a Beastie Boys <laughs> song. <laughs> That's all I got. What does um, it mean, though, if I say it's brass monkeys outside? Can I? Is can we do like spelling bee style and you can use it in a sentence? Or no? Does that give yes. it away? Okay. Today, it's brass monkeys outside. <laughs> and I said that. <laughs> but if I say anything else, I'm going to give it away. Uh, cool. Cool. Like cold. Cold. A brass monkey yes. would be chilly. You win. You would be cold. Really? Yes, you win. It is a, it means freezing cold or miserable weather is a brass. So you say it's, br it's brass monkeys outside. Okay. But why, where does that come from? Okay. So, and this is not going into the gutter here, folks, but it, the origin is you can say it's cold enough to freeze the balls off of a brass monkey and a ship's cannonballs used to be stacked on a brass structure called a monkey. Oh. The brass would contract in Arctic temperatures and the cannonballs would fall off. So it's cold enough to freeze the balls off of a brass monkey. But you know that everyone that hears that is thinking something totally else. Well, that's on them, not on me. This is a savory <laughs> show, folks. Wow. Okay. Well, did so? Did I cut the mustard? What was my score? You cut the mustard with an 80% score. Congratulations. That's, that's all right. Yeah. All right. And we'll see you again next week. All right. Bob's your uncle. <laughs>